0: One, two, three, Are you struggling to contribute at trivia night? Do you find that the subjects of high school tend to cause you fright? Not to worry, we've got a solution of sorts. A variety of topics and comedic retorts. Your mind's awake, but your body's at ease when you're listening to Topical Brief. Okay, are level, levels levels good for you guys. Uh, yes, yeah Stevie, I think these work okay for okay, me. Okay, I think we're rolling. And you think? And now you get to the decide. The fuck does that mean? You think? And now you get to decide hey when man, we start. I just think I just think that we're rolling. Okay. I think we're good to go. You, you think we're rolling? You <laughs> think we're rolling? Yeah. Okay. okay. I think we're rolling tight. Shut the. P- we're trying to do. We're trying to do something. <sighs> Christ. Sorry, everybody. This is Topical Breeze. Welcome back to Topical Breeze. Our, our editor Why slash you guys sound. Doing like shut this, the. F- man. Please, Stevie. Please. He you, thinks I, I can restart the tape. No. We're, no. We can do a new take, man. I don't know but what this we shit is, uh, Stevie. You guys. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, everybody. Stevie is feeling a newfound. Um, uh, feeling of Bolden. freedom He's bold He's getting bold It's because we're not In the typical studio He yeah. feels like he can Do whatever we want We're in Studio B today <laughs> Studio b, and b- I like this place This is not Yeah I don't bad. have a cage Built in for you So you're on my Love seat uh, Yeah You better And I love Yeah you better Watch <laughs> it <TV>. Stevie <laughs> Yeah, we call it Studio B because uh, the uh, B stands for background noise. The <laughs> <laughs> maintenance guys are rebuilding the apartment I'll next tell door. You to what? Mine. If anything, your heater is scaring the fuck out of yeah. me every time Wham. it comes on. Wham. Anyway, I'm sure you can't hear any of that, yeah, listeners. You got you. I hope not, but if you do, then welcome to my nightmares.
1: Dude, <laughs> I've been having some crazy dreams lately. Let's tell the listeners about them. huh? Okay,
0: I had a dream a couple nights ago where my girlfriend made me drive her to one of those dating show competitions like love islands oh and then okay. upon dropping her off i was like all right have fun she's like oh yeah also this means we're breaking up and i was oh. like ah oh, man <laughs> thanks for the ride yeah and then crazy mm-hmm. the dream kept going this is a very long dream okay the dream kept going and a couple of the contestants got kicked off, I think for, like, drug use or something. Smoking weed. Yeah. Smoking And I was still on the property, and I went to the producer, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm here. I'm single. Let's do this. And he <laughs> let me be on the show. <laughs> that is yeah. hilarious. I told my girlfriend that, and she said, oh, my God. <laughs> so, hey, I'm Andy. I'm Nathan. And this is Topical this Breeze. This is Topical uh, the Breeze. show where uh, hey, let me do it. It's my episode. Back off. Yeah. show where two teachers take turns explaining topics back and forth, alternating topics and hosts- Every week. You guys know the cycle by now. It's math, it's history, it's English, and it's science. Yep. Today is a science episode. That's right. Andrew. Andrew. Um, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to use your government name. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> My Sunday name. That's the name you have to give when you get a Sunday. Is that That's what? right. And who's the Sunday for? <laughs> Andy? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cletus. This Sunday is this for Cletus. We need more people named Cletus. I agree, man. Not enough. Just like Earl. Yeah. You know the song. What's that song, Earl? Like they, the girls like kill this dude named Earl. I don't know what. right, look it up. If you look up "Goodbye Earl," I think it's called. Oh, okay. Goodbye Earl. Anyway, I think that's the. And hello, topical breeze. Yes, it is the chicks. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to Topical Breeze, everybody. This is the science episode, and if you've been following the The podcast, the last few weeks, you That's know right. we are in our Roman era <laughs> um, <laughs> we're in our Roman era <laughs> uh we are doing a series of topics on the Roman Empire because yes. it's on all of our minds constantly all the time, and apparently and it has been on your mind at least once a week for the last well now f- four, four weeks and you're you're welcome for that very much um you're welcome very much, is what I said right public, publicly public <laughs> in a publics um <laughs> well. I'll tell you what, these these Roman scientists, yeah, because yeah, this is a science episode about Rome, right? These Roman scientists, they they work so hard, they they dedicate okay. their lives. Blue collar, real blue they're collar, real blue scientists. collar scientists, <laughs> as far as scientists go, they're out there building roads and bridges, bridges, aqueducts, all yeah. the such, right? Aqueducts. <laughs> go ahead, say it. I know you want to. All ducks, rock with ducks. Yep. <laughs> So yeah. does anything, Andy, come to mind uh, when we're you know we're doing the science of the Roman Empire? Is there right. anything that kind of sticks out that you're like, okay, we'll probably talk about okay, that? Okay, so obviously they did a lot of astronomy and stuff, but I kind of touched on that right. in the math episode. Yeah. Engineering-wise, we've already discussed aqueducts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Building bridges was a big thing for them, building roads. All mm-hmm. roads lead back to Rome. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was something with Julius Caesar where he built two bridges across the Rhine mm-hmm. and... He was like chasing an army, basically this Germanic and tribe, and he was just like building bridges. And they were like, "Oh, we're safe across the river." And then cut to Julius Caesar building a bridge. And in they're a like, day. "What the fuck is that?" And they're like, "What is this bridge?" It was the first person to build a bridge across the Rhine River. Which, obviously, they were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and he did- never t- seen that well, before. Well, they know what a bridge I is. I don't think so, man. Mm. That's got to be- <laughs> But they did have really interesting ways of building bridges in very deep water. If you ever think about, like, how do you build a bridge underwater? I think about it all the time, and I can't figure it so out. So, you have to, like, partition off parts of where you're going to put the, the- The beams. The beams? Yeah. The support. So, you p- partition it off with wood or some other structure, drain it- yeah. Use a pile driver to, to go down to into, go the, down into yeah. it, and then you do that multiple times. That's insane to think about. They came up with it, man. So engineering. Yeah, um, engineering. What else? Uh, plumbing systems, does that mm, count? Yeah. Are going to yeah, talk about okay, that? Yeah. So a lot of the things that you mentioned is, is what I stumbled upon. Okay. And very similar to our math episode. Right. The Romans not really known a ton for their scientific achievements. Like we talked about with math, not it w- advancing it was, science. Right, it was a lot of adapting what, yeah, especially the Greeks had done, and taking that to apply to other things. So it's it's especially it's not a lot of you know scientific discovery or anything right. like that. It's a lot of engineering or or Marvels. taking current you know. Um, Sci- scientific systems or principles that that we know about and then applying them to different things so right. we talk about aqueducts Are we talking about um, political science today uh, <laughs> i had thought about it but you know that's that's a that's a bit much frankly it's a bit fake um, jesus that's also kind of a social studies episode but whatever um, so we talked about aqueducts yep. uh, in addition to that the the romans uh make a lot of use of water mills so using okay. like water as a as a power yep. resource to uh, turn wheels do things mechanically turn wheels yep grind wheat or uh, <laughs> grains whatever the, the Romans fuck be you do with that on that grind they'd be on well, that yeah. grind that's so right. yeah that's what you would use it I was just in a mill at the covered bridge festival there you go and the, the it bridge was mill. mill yeah, yeah. yep um yeah, so most of Rome's scientific work comes in the realm of architecture, engineering, and medicine. Those are the three main oh, yeah. um uh, realms. I didn't the know. This. The C section. The Caesarean section. Right. Comes right. From Rome. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. why is it called that? This is Don't it. know. Okay. Didn't really look into it. Alright. Not not too worried about it. I did find that Caesar's mother lived for a long time. Okay. So I don't know if she had one. God bless, man. No, well, no, not that no. I don't fucking know. I think the biggest of these is engineering which is again similar to what we talked about with math a lot of practical application stuff. Yeah. Um watermills uh, to power rivers to complete mechanical tasks. Uh obviously we talked about aqueducts. Aqueducts. Uh and other things of the nature where they're just like improving upon current living. Yeah, stuff. quality of life. That comes things. to like sewer stuff and uh they had some um beginnings of, like, heated floors and heated pools. Mm. Uh, so that's that's fun. That's crazy. Heated floors and heated pools. I mean, that's wild. Isn't it? That's Bad fun. houses right? with, like, geothermal shit. Like. And we talked about the um, uh, Thermopylae, I think. Yeah, the, the, the outdoor The uh, outdoor restaurants, yeah, with the, like, countertops that had, yep. like, cooking reservoirs built in. So, that's, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff. He- here's the thing. Like, the Romans had... Like if you think about Rome as a city, how do you serve the needs of that many people in one spot? Yeah. Well, you have to start moving things in. You have to be more efficient with the space that you have. So it makes sense that they're they're being forced to do new things, right? Mm -hmm. Water mills, aqueducts to bring water to the people. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to going to get it every time. Yeah, hundred um, percent. and th- then you also talk about like population density. Like yes, yeah. you are talking about like engineering marvel, like marvels. Like you have to like be able to build, build up. accommodations, basically, for having yep. so many people in such a small. In America, area. with like Chicago, you know, when the yep. World's Fair uh-huh. in uh, 1893. Mm-hmm. It was a, like, they had to find a new way to build skyscrapers because it was on sand. Like, Mm -hmm. they're basically building these massive buildings on sand. Yeah. So you are forced into engineering marvels because of population density and and societal expectation. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Run the credits. Enough of that bullshit. That's- Let's get to the real episode, okay, Andy. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> Roman science is over. Get ready for spooky sexy science. What is ho- what is going on <laughs> right ready. now? Get ready. Welcome happening? back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 69. Son of- oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> It's the day after Halloween. It's episode 69, and you know what I got ready for you. It's spooky, sexy science, everybody. You come for the Roman uh, science, you stay for the spooky, sexy science. Put your headphones back on, dumbass. I, (laughs) I, 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 Mike, okay, hold on. Wow. <laughs> I did not remember that this was episode 69. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I I did not forget. I, I was like, why does he just keep talking about aqueducts? Like, there must be something that he planned for oh, this. Oh, I had like a paragraph written for Roman science. Oh, my God. Uh, the rest of this is what <laughs> it's all about. <laughs> and I had to consciously make this decision. I was sitting down. I was like, let's see. We agreed to a four-episode arc on the Roman Empire, but I know that this episode, A, comes out the day after Halloween. B is episode 69. Powerful episode. There's just too much to ignore. So, wow. This is spooky, sexy science, Andy. Wow. Okay, a couple things. So, hide your kids, hide your pumpkins, and watch (laughs) out for those sexy little skeletons dancing their way through the air. Because this is episode 69, baby. Dancing through the air. That's fun. You know, I I just want to point this out. Uh huh. If we had followed the original, like, trajectory of this podcast uh-huh not only would this not have been a science episode episode 69 it would have been one of my episodes right and it would not have fallen on the day after halloween right or no we did really did we release the jfk episodes one after the other yes like at the same time yes well no there it was a week between oh so was we it really we made him wait yeah that's messed up you, okay. <laughs> you said to do that i can't remember i don't i don't remember none of the decisions i make on this so podcast this would have been her. an in Engle- uh, a math episode, this should have been a math episode, but it still would have been the day after Halloween. Yeah, this is better. Okay, <laughs> this is better. You but, didn't want to do but, spooky, sexy math, but you're welcome. <laughs> well, we already did a spooky math episode. I know, and it was not so. It would it. have to be sexy. I think math. that's our least listened to episode is spooky numbers. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think we've done worse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know we've done worse. <laughs> Oh man! So what you got for me? All right, so we're gonna start. You want to start with the spooky or the sexy? Oh, sexy! You want to start with the sexy? Yeah. Okay. Sexy science. Um, I want to be nice and randy <laughs> for the for the spooky <laughs> stuff. For the spooky stuff. That's right. So I've got a couple uh, sexy science facts that we could kind of talk about and sexy go through a little science. bit. Um, sex is healthy for you, Andy. Did you know that? Yeah, burns yeah, calories, baby. That's exercise. Cardio. Uh, I want to talk about sexual arousal. Let's talk about men who can't get erections. <laughs> oh, right. Whiskey dick. <laughs> um, men who reportedly have... Uh, sorry. Men who have no trouble getting and maintaining erections... Um, they did a few scientific studies in the 1980s at Boston University. Yeah. Uh, to what, examine and the and r- what of these perv Bostonians? To examine find the them? relationship between anxiety and sexual arousal. Uh, okay. They found that men with and without sexual problems reacted very differently to anxiety and sexual arousal. So okay. what they did, what they did is they said, "Hey, if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get aroused, we're going to shock you." <laughs> They said that straight up uh, off the top, okay? They said, here's that the deal. That is so funny. You sit there. We're going to hook you up. If you don't get aroused, if you don't get an erection, we're going to shock you. That is really funny. So there's a two camps here, right? Right. There are, so... Hey, but, but only one camp is pitching tents. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um... So beforehand, they pre-identified or, you know, got information about the people doing the study. So there are people separated into those who have reported having erectile issues and and getting and staying aroused. Right. And those who have not reported issues getting and staying aroused. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Those guys know. (laughs) Yeah, they get it. So what happens with the shock and also the pre-existing uh, like labeling of which group you're into uh, does impact the way this turns out. So the people who reported no trouble getting and maintaining erections would believe that they were going to get shocked if they didn't get aroused, so they would focus on the material that is supposed to arouse them. Okay. Okay, right? If I don't get shocked, I'm. A, if I don't get erect, I'm going to get shocked, so right. I'm going to watch this sexy video yeah. and get aroused. This flick <laughs> is adult entertainment. Um and the result was the threat of shock increased sexual arousal for those men. Nice. <laughs> so now they're into it. Exactly. Now that now they well, they don't want to get punished, but the threat of punishment yeah, is there. Well some right? of them might. We don't know that. <laughs> well when if I... they wanted to get punished they just wouldn't but just then, wouldn't, but it's about but the then it's but then it happens. Right. <laughs> It's about the <laughs> implication. Yeah, so they Pavloved like 60 <laughs> dudes into having a shock kink. Right, exactly. But on the other hand, men who had reported um, uh, problems getting and maintaining erections responded to the threat of shock very differently. Yeah, their attention, I can imagine. Their attention would be so focused on the negative outcomes... Shock, right, that they would be unable to process or focus on the erotic cues given to them, <laughs> a.k.a. the sexy video. <laughs> this is so, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, of a, course it's a psychological anxiety. thing, yeah. of 100%. If they told me this, if they were like, we're going to shock you if you can't get hard, I would be like, <laughs> <laughs> <I?"> <laughs> there's is not a problem. I thought you were going to shock me if I didn't get hard. <laughs> One of the key differences they said is that men with sexual arousal problems tend to be less aware of how aroused they are. Worrying about the outcome instead of the journey. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I never I'm I never worry. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I never there worry. There you go. Um I mean, imagine all those like there have been more times in my life where I've been like, god fucking why am I hard? Right exactly. Now? Then the opposite. That's right? also a kind of an age thing, right? Yeah, probably. I, think. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Like maybe right? I was thinking about like first dates that I went on, but that was when I was in like high school. Yeah, and I'd be like, like oh a man, girl, man, we're uh, holding hands. Oh my god, oh, like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there is a negative outcome to yes. me getting hard, and yet here I am, and here he is. But yeah, you're right. It's definitely more of an adolescent thing. Another difference has to do with how men react to instances where they can't become aroused. Uh, men who are able to get aroused more easily yeah. seem unfazed at occasions where they can't. Like they attribute it to uh, outside factors, like whiskey, whiskey dick, um, or it's very cold uh, outside. Something they ate, not getting enough sleep. It seems like a confidence issue. Instead of Pretty much, Something right? they ate. What do you. I don't know. That's what they listed uh, here. I had too much butter <laughs> this morning. <laughs> That's why I can't it's get hard, huh? Sorry. All my, well, my arteries are clogged. They can't, can't get them up. <laughs> in contrast, men with arousal problems tend to do just the opposite, thinking of every instance of difficulty as a sign of an internal problem, physiological or psycho- psychological. Hmm. So it's all in your head. Uh, Man, sort of. Get not these guys no some ways. antidepressants. She says, yeah. And uh, let them run riot. Uh huh. Um, studies involving women in the subject of arousal have been much rarer than studies involving men for a couple reasons. Right. I um, mean, our culture is m- patriarch-centric. So, culturally, but also, like, in terms of measuring, it's easier uh, to measure or literally. observe, <laughs> observe <laughs> male arousal than yeah. um, female arousal. Yeah, that's fair. However, the gap has started to narrow due to the work of many psychologists, University of Washington, Texas, and Amsterdam are a few listed here. I um, believe that. One of the most interesting results to come out of that work is that there are significant differences between men and women in the relationship between uh, physiological and subjective arousal. Mm. So when we talk about those two things, subjective is in your mind thinking that you are aroused. Okay. Right? Whatever that is, thinking about having sex okay, or whatever, right? Sure. Versus physiological being the for men getting an erection. Okay. Yep. Um, I yeah. think that's kind of interesting. I think there have been more times in my life where I've been "quote unquote" physically aroused uh-huh. and not mentally aroused from like. Really? Like where you just like yeah. wake up in the morning and you're like, what the hell is going oh, on? Oh, I kind of want to talk about that later. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I don't what I mean there's is- There's a lot there. We don't really know why that happens. We know that men oh, I thought it was typically pressure from have- the, I thought it was pressure from the full bladder on the prostate or something like that. They say men have like four to five erections every night. Forty-five? <laughs> no. No. How many spiders am I eating? <laughs> And that you just kinda wake sometimes you just wake up in the middle of one, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean though. Like, I think it's more common for guys to be physically and not psychologically aroused. Okay, yeah. Sort of. Yes. Not to the degree of, of, of women though. Wait, what? So um I think it would be the opposite for women. What do you mean? That they're more likely to be psychologically aroused than physically aroused. Okay, more likely to, I guess, is fair. Is that what the study but found? But this is, this is talking about, um, I guess, kind of comparatively. So, mm, Okay. Um, sorry, <gasps> give me a second. I'm going to find the right no, thing. No, it's okay. I'm just drinking my brew because it's a Monday and we're <laughs> off of school, buddy. That's right, man. Uh, what we find in research is in males, there's a very high correlation between their uh, physical and subjective arousal. Oh, For there the is a high part, correlation, right? Okay. Uh, you you might say, well, not all the time do I get aroused. I'm right. thinking about it, but at a much higher rate yeah, than women. I would say that's so fair. Part of that comes from, you know, you more physically notice what's going on. Right. I'm like, oh hey, and then you're like, <laughs> you know what they say? You only got enough blood to run your <laughs> brain and <of> your dick. <laughs> I guess that's right. Uh, but in women, we get low, if any, correlations. So whoa, whoa, what do you mean no correlation? So if you are physically aroused, you might not be mentally aroused. Or the opposite. If you're mentally aroused, you might not be physically aroused. Who did this stuff? I don't believe this. There's no correlation. <laughs> no, that didn't it, we are, in women, we get low, if any, correlation. What yes. the hell? Between their physical arousal and how aroused they say they are. So what you do is they sit you down in a room Uh and you basically watch porn. Okay. Okay. And you do two things. One, you are being measured, your physicals are being measured. Okay. Right? Second, you are watching this and rating on like a little keypad how aroused you are Uh during this. So for men, those very often correspond when they are physically aroused and right thinking that they are aroused for women they might say oh i this is this is really this is doing got it me, me going i like this and they might not be as physically aroused as other times how do you even measure uh do you want i think that there's uh, i think there is partially like like for men mhm i think i'd be more inclined to say that i am aroused if I can visibly see that that is right. happening. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I guess, I, I, guess am. I am. And I don't like that you're assuming that they're watching pornography, Nathan. That's one thing that they can do. A I'm number not of things could produce such an effect. Uh-huh, like what? And it what? changes from man to man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me it's a any dirty mag. For me it's any commercial with that AT&T girl. <laughs> she is <laughs> Oh, you're going to tell me that you don't think she's got it going on? Okay. The AT&T girl? Okay. What's her name? Lily? I think in the show. Of course you don't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a real name or not, but it's always on the name tag. Is it? I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm usually looking thereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing a whole lot of reading during those commercials. <laughs> well, oh, 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 okay, Nathan. <laughs> so you don't think you don't think the AT and T girl's hot? I you didn't don't say that. think? I didn't say that. Okay. Well. Well. You want to know what I think? No. Never really once don't. have I wanted to. Not once. Oh, tired. <laughs> Okay, Roseanne bar. And oh Christ! Okay, there it is. So they proposed they proposed several explanations. Oh, for to for why study. why they why they think right. there's we're, much more. We, of we a were difference. having an intellectual conversation before I brought <laughs> up the at and <laughs> Um, so they they suspect partially what we were talking about, uh, the fact that male genital arousal is simply easier to notice, right. Than both, female genital both arousal, both by observer and like individual individual yeah sure. men also seem to be more attentive to women than all kinds of physiological signals not just sexual ones is what Janssen says uh, men so men are take more attentive to their own their own physiological their own bodily signals mm. well maybe again, that's hunger really I don't know Margaret never knows when she's hungry or I have to, I, I say huh I'm kind of hungry and then she's like hmm no I'm not hungry right now no, you know what? I am really? hungry. Really? Yeah. I That is really funny. I'm just in a constant state of subtle hunger. Oh, me too. I uh, can always eat. I am uh, I can always eat. <laughs> I might not be hungry, so but I, I can always are eat. Are we talking about another study? Or <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Hey, man. Okay. All right. That's where you draw okay, the line. Okay, Steve. Stevie. Sorry, Stevie. I called him Steve. 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 Steven. Like His Sunday name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh what did man. we say he was? He's pagan,
0: right? Yeah, he's pagan. So he doesn't have a... Happy Yule, yeah. Uh, that's right. Happy yeah. Yule. So he doesn't have a Sunday name. He is a tide. Right. I got a Yuletide name. He is a Yuletide... Motherfucker. Banana. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie! <laughs> Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you don't want to come around this guy around Yule. I'll yeah. tell you that much. And don't bring your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Okay. Let's see. What else we got? Uh, to you. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the science of what happens during sex, or can we? I you think just we want can, to move on? I think we can bypass that one. Okay, all right. I'd like to know. Oh, I'm ge- sure yeah, you I would. Yeah, wouldn't you like to know? I'm sure you would, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Stevie, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's is Yule name. Mother- motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. What does that even mean, a Yule name? <laughs> a Yule name. I wonder if uh, that's uh, a so the one other thing that I want to talk about was sexy science, Andy. Okay. is the o- hormone oxytocin uh known as the yes. the love drug okay or basically it's the hormone um that is um uh released during sexual arousal it's also released during um uh pregnancy like it going into labor releases oxytocin okay. as well um it uh, it seems it, it to it be just connected to reproductive systems yeah so it it's Created in the same, sort of the same vein as as dopamine, things like that. Okay. Uh, It's sometimes described as releasing a similar um, reaction in the brain as to what, like, cannabis uh, might release. Okay. Uh, So, um, especially, uh, you know, post-orgasm. Right. uh, That's, it's sort of like, releases the same feeling as sort of like a, a high. Yeah. So... Well, uh, then, and then it makes sense because you know you've heard of post nut clarity, of course. Right? <laughs> when, I mean, I've written, <laughs> I I could write a thesis on post. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're just doing your thing, and then, mm-hmm. you know, there's a brief moment of stark clarity, stark, and, and reflection. You know, what am I doing? With what my, am I doing with my life? my life? That's right, man. Yeah. Uh, so not not only like mental. Uh, stuff, but that's also what creates a lot of the the physical benefits. Okay. Uh, from from sex as well. Okay. It's good for you know heart health, and it may mm-hmm. um, part of a balanced breakfast sort of it's thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's l- it's like just like it's raw Cheerio, exactly not the honey yeah. nut Cheerio. But it's also like we said, very tied to just the reproductive system in general, and okay. a lot of things related to childbirth as well. Nice, but that's known as the love drug. All right, Andy. Okay. You ready to go to spooky science? Oh shit! okay, spooky science let's time. pivot to spooky science all right all right, okay, first thing I have for spooky science is about uh what is creepiness? can it be quantified what is creepiness can it be are you measured? gonna talk about are you gonna talk at all about the um uncanny valley no I don't know what do that you know what that is uncanny I don't valley think so there are a lot of things that I considered going to here i have a little bit on the science of creepiness and then i have a few specific examples about spooky science or specific stories i guess okay having to do with spooky science but i'm not sure what you're talking about um so the uncanny valley is a it describes a feeling that people get when they see something that is really close to human but not quite human oh okay yeah um like a little robot, guys? So, yeah. So, I'm going to show you this. Or, like, AI-created. Anything. So, like, if, if... Oh, like the Polar Express. <laughs> Is that what yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, about? So, yeah. like, are, if if I see, like, a person, mm-hmm. I'm not uncomfortable at all, right? Yeah. There, uh, I have normal joy, right? If I see Normal joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could call um, it that. Or if I see, like, something that isn't related to human at all. Like a robot that's clearly a robot. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing doing, right? I will like robots more; they are more human, up to a point. Up to a point. And then when they get real close to being human, it's freaky. It get, like something in our brain is like something is wrong, but I can't tell what. huh. And people hate it. Okay. Um. Uh. We have this reaction to corpses.
1: Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. But
0: but zombies kind of fall under this too. To a degree. Yeah. So I guess. it should it be human, be really but close. something is off. Uh-huh. Uh and that makes us very uncomfortable. So right. that's part of the dis- discussion about it. is it is it because that it, it reminds us of a corpse that's why we're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um but there's different uncanny valence for moving versus still objects and things like that. So Interesting. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that you mentioned the Polar Express. If you look up um the uncanny valley on Google, you get a picture of somebody from the Polar Express. Yeah. So I never was bothered by that though. I don't the Polar Express never really bothered me. As far as like uh, bothered, the way the people oh, look. It bothers me, buddy. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just fucking I, I haven't I've I haven't, i do not think I've ever actually seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um okay. Let's talk about creepiness. We'll make something creepy. Okay. The word the creeps, or I guess how we usually use it as being creeped out or right. getting the creeps or like this kind of weird feeling, uh, starts with Charles Dickens. He is the really? first to Coin that term or use it, you know, regularly like we would use it um, today to mean an unpleasant, tingly chill up to the spine. Uh, you first used it in the 1849 no- novel *David Copperfield*. Okay. There you go. Uh, and it's increased in usage since 1860, uh, but has been obviously it's a feeling. Uh, scientists have started to kind of try and like quantify or look specifically into what makes us feel that kind of weird spine tingly uneasiness. Yeah. And I have a couple things on that. So um, uh, Frank McAndrew, professor of psychology at Knox college says, creepy is about the uncertainty of threat. You're feeling uneasy because you think there might be something to worry about here, but the signals are not clear enough to warrant you're doing some sort of desperate life-saving kind of thing. So it's not mm. fear. It's an unease about un uncertainty and what whatever right. it is that's causing this yep. feeling could lead to. Uh so yeah so he says it's different from fear or revulsion. Those are there's it's no u- confusion it's about how, there's no confusion about how to respond to those things. Okay. Right? Uh so that's the main thing with creepiness. Um so they did a few studies in trying to kind of see what made people feel creeped, creeped, out, creeped out, or what they see as creepy. Um, so in a few experience s- experiments, subjects interacted with researchers who practiced degrees of s- of um, uh, irregular um, behavior. Okay. Basically, subjects felt creeped out, and also connected to that physically colder. Uh, when research when researchers did things that they um, were like socially not supposed to do, right? So, um, Weird. not mimicking um, like facial like facial recognition or even body movement, mimicking makes us feel comfortable with the other person that we're talking okay. to. Okay, so not doing that to some degree would increase the feeling of creepiness. There's also um, some ties to what people. Said creepiness looks like in appearance. Things like greasy hair. Okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm just reading it. All right. I'm just reading it, man. Uh, What's that? Big mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like meatballs. (laughs) Hat with a big M on it. (laughs) Mario. (laughs) Yo, Flood. Creepy. Uncanny Valley. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Um, Extreme thinness, paleness, unwillingness to let a conversation drop. Um, what? Several <laughs> things there. Uh, the biggest predictor of whether someone was considered creepy was unpredictability. Okay. Um. So it just seems like a general uneasy feeling. Right. That's that's basically what it is. Um, creepiness in people is also related to individuals being breaking certain tacit social rules and conventions. Okay. Even if sometimes that rule is rule breaking is necessary, this becomes more evident when we look at kinds the kinds of jobs uh people found creepy taxidermist funeral cr- funeral directors deemed more creepy because right. of i guess the breaking of well, like social norms of dealing with dead things right yeah i mean when you're talking about like um thin pale associated with death it seems like creepy just means corpse like right uh, sort of on the other hand, garbage collectors, who also deal with things that people would rather avoid, were not deemed creepy. No, because right. they're not because they these, don't look like dead people. No, Is they don't look like <laughs> dead people, and they don't <laughs> work with dead people. <laughs> creepy should just mean dead people uh, having to do with. But dead people. study respondents did also find a fascination with sex to be creepy. So, sex shop owner was considered a creepy profession. No. That's I think that that's more a product of the time. When was that study done? Uh, Sex work I is work, I want to say 2012. Man. Yeah, 2012. Sex work is work, dude. Yes. I think there's a difference between being... I think that's a conflation of being like a creep, like a sexual yes, creep. Yes, I think that is different a as A pervert well. yeah. versus what is creepy scary. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, we, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we... We use the word creepy to describe both things that freak us out and also perverts. <laughs> <laughs> but then clowns are are considered extremely creepy. No, I, I don't I disagree. Dude, okay, you can disagree all you want. I think the they're majority scary. of so- society says clowns are creepy. Why is that? They propose that it is still has to do with like the breaking of social conventions. You paint your face, uh, you, there's a lot of um, Disguise, like makeup, disguises, facial cues, and they typically do things outside the social norm, such as give unexpected hugs with few consequences. Is what this says. Okay, how about they look really pale and they have messed up proportions? Okay, yeah. So we're getting closer to the uncanny valley here. Yeah. See. Okay. Yes. I I agree. I agree. Because it's. It's the unexpected. It's the, the unknown, right? Right. Those things aren't how they're supposed to look. Right. I feel weird. Right. Man, do you remember in 2016? Hmm, like, oh, with the clown shit? Yeah, like the scary clowns yeah. when we were starting college. Yeah, that was fucking terrifying. I, I remember getting like a notification mm-hmm. in the fall of 2016 that there was a um a clown like on campus. Uh-huh. Being weird, yeah, yeah. Um, both men and women, both men and women, overwhelmingly responded that they thought men were more likely to be creepy than women, and secondly, women were likely to perceive someone as creepy if that person showed an unwanted sexual interest in them. So that's again, a a little bit of a different connotation, but the the men thing, men are more creepy than women. Do you uh, agree with that? Uh again, I think that you think that's a result of per more yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I I think we're taking creepy to mean any I don't know. I when I think creepy mm-hmm. I think of like a creepy house. Sure. Or okay. a creepy um forest. Right. Like the first use of the word creepy in the New York Times was a, in an eighteen seventy seven article about a ghost story. Okay. So that's there you go. that's what we're talking about, right? Right. Like, uneasy, but also I think, unknown. I don't think men... I I think we're going to talk about men being creepy. I think, these, I think it's a pervert thing. Right. I think these studies verged a little bit more towards, like, an, trying to stay away from, like, the supernatural or, like, Halloween creepy and more of these studies Boo. more trying to look at, like, wh- why do we find people creepy? Okay, But... All right, here. You know. I got a hypothetical Okay, hypothetical. Are you done with the study thing? Is this yeah. a good time yeah, for I'm this? Yeah, I'm done with the study. And then we'll go into some spooky stories. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Um, then here's something to whet your whistle. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I asked uh, a couple people this, and I've gotten some good answers. Okay. So let's say you and Margaret mm-hmm. are about to buy a house. hmm Okay. And you find your dream, I mean, your dream yep. house. Yep. Um, But... On the property mm. that you can't see, so you got some trees, like some woods on your property, mm-hmm. big property, and then on the other side of the woods, so you can't see it from the house. Mm-hmm. There's a shed, a small shed, and the realtor says, "Listen, this house is perfect for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's well within your budget. There's a shed on the property. Kay. You cannot go into the shed. What the under fu- any circumstance, you cannot go into the and shed. They're not going to give me any more information about that. They said that." The the original builders of this house built that shed, and it has been their request since then, hundred years ago, that nobody mess with, go into the shed. Period. You can't bu- you can't take it down. You cannot go into it. There's not even a key, as far Jesus as we Christ. know. It's been lost to history. You can set up as many cameras around the things you want. You know, you can show yourself that there's nothing weird going on in the shed, but you cannot go into it, and you cannot tear it down. Yeah, I don't fuck with this place. Why? What's the problem? I don't know, man. Bad juju. No, come on, man. Hey. If I can't even see it, what a story. Uh-huh. I'd buy the house. I would not. Why? Spooky. You don't, don't go there. Don't like it. Don't go to the shed. Yeah, it's on my property. Yeah, but you can't see then it. Then it's like tied to me somehow. That You're putting that on. I think if you say that out loud, then it is. But, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to say that. I... Uh, well, I think it's tied to you then. Um, man, do you remember in college when we would do the? Actually, I don't know if you were around to. Because you were student teaching on the south side, I would do the haunted mansion thing with people. No. Be like you have to you have to stay in a mansion for a whole weekend. Oh no! Have I done this to you? No, I don't think so. Is it Ooh. the like hundred thousand dollars? Like yeah, yeah. Like if you stay in the if you stay in the mansion from 5 p.m. I Friday mean I've to I've, 10 heard AM the, Sunday, I've heard the I've heard the. The premise I mean before I've done think it a million we times we talked about it. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's a good one too. Spooky yeah. to kind of see what people's breaking points are. <sighs> I don't I don't know, man. You wanna do one? No. Okay. I mean we can. It doesn't matter. But you just said you didn't want to. Okay. I want to get to my spookies. Okay, go to your spookies, okay. okay. All right. Spooky number one, Andy. Our first story. Okay, let me go to my right page here. So this story comes Are from Are you just telling me spooky stories? That Well, I mean? no, this is going to be tied to science. Okay. Trust me. This comes from uh the 1990s in uh where is this from Coventry. Is that in England? Yeah. Okay. So this happened in Coventry at Coventry University and there is a lab that 70s is you said 70s? The 90s. 90s. The 90s. Or um Yeah, the '90s. There is a lab there that is just like allegedly haunted. Okay. On the university, you believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. Um. There's a lab there that's that's allegedly haunted. Okay. Uh, And there are you know people working in the lab all day. They have been. There's been you know a few different things that have been kind of reported. Trying to get to. Where this was, they noticed a few odd events. There was a feeling of depression. Occasionally, a cold shiver. Okay. On, on one occasion, a colleague sitting at a desk turned to say something to their other person, who they thought was right by their side, but was surprised to find that they were at the other end of the room when they turned around. So there's just kind of like a, a, a sense of a, a you, presence. Sounds like a bunch of nerds in don't the know room how to talk to each other, but. Okay. I uh, there sounds was like a growing a of level d- of discomfort, but the workers were all busy and paid it little attention. Okay. That was until VT, that's the initials of the whatever scientist, laboratory okay. person that we're talking about here, uh, until VT was working on his own one night after everyone else had left. Oh, here we he go. He sat at the desk writing and began to feel increasingly uncomfortable. Okay. He was sweating but cold, right. and the feeling of depression was noticeable. So it sounds like he was hungover. over. <laughs> Okay, we were all in college uh, once. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. Uh, I mean, he's not in college. He's said it's, it's like a, a, a university. It's a university, but he works at the university. Oh, uh, okay. It's not, it's not so like he's stupid. not allowed to drink? <laughs> <laughs> and listen, not everybody universi- at the university drinks. That's uh, right. We all know this. That's right. Uh, let's see. Have a pint at your local <laughs> chippy? <laughs> uh, the groans and creaks from what was now a deserted factory were spooky, but there was also something else. Uh, it was some. It was as though something was in the room with VT. There was no way into the lab without walking past the desk where he was working. He looked around and even checked the gas balls to be sure there was not a leak into the room. There were oxygen and carbon dioxide bottles, and occasionally the staff would work with anesthetic gases, all of which could cause s- sorts of problems uh, if handled inappropriately. So he's with feeling like a gas leak. physiological effects, and he's starting right. to attribute it to something. Must be wrong in this laboratory, right? But he checks all the all the gas okay. like, canisters and things they work with, and there's nothing there. Um, he went to get a cup of coffee and returned to the desk. As he was writing, he became aware that he was being watched, and a figure slowly emerged to his left. It was indistinct and on the periphery of his vision, but it moved as he would expect a person to. The apparition was gray and made no sound. The hair was standing up on his neck, and there was a distinct chill in the room. It would not be unreasonable sug- to suggest I was terrified. Uh, he was unable to see any detail and finally built up the courage to turn and face the thing. Uh-huh. As he turned, the apparition faded and disappeared. Oh, come on. There was absolutely no evidence to support what he had seen. Okay. So he decided he must be cracking up and went home. Right. The following day, he comes back um, to the lab yep. uh, and was trying to uh, uh, work with some metal to cut a, a thread on a blade. Something with metal. Uh, He had all the tools necessary, but it was much easier to use a vice grip to hold the blade uh, steady uh, when he went in to cut the thread. It was only a five-minute job, so he put the blade in the vice and went to search off. Went off to search for a drop of oil to help things along. Don't ask me what the fuck he's doing. I don't know. Um, Might be. I mean, it sounds like he's slicing something and he needs oil. yeah. I don't know. The whole point is that he he turned around like went away. Okay. As he returned, the free end of the blade was frantically vibrating up and down. Combining this with, ex- his, ex- with his experience from the previous night, he once of again felt an immediate twinge of fear. However, vibrating pieces of metal were much more familiar to him than the ar- apparitions, so he decided to experiment. Okay. Uh, if the foil blade was being vibrated, it was receiving energy. Some sort of frequency. From from somewhere, right? Kay. Some sort of frequency. So he basically takes this blade, kind of moves it around the room to see how it changes. Mm, okay. Um, and I like the scientist guy. Exactly, right? Uh, energy of the type just described is usually referred to as sound. Frequency. Right. Right. Uh, there was a lot of background noise, but there could also be low-frequency sound yeah. or infrasound, which VT could not hear. Yeah, And if, and if this piece of metal ha- was, was being struck by its resonant frequency, it would cause it to vibrate. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. You put a drum set next to a piano, and you hit a certain note, it might make the drum set yeah. vibrate. As it happens, sound behaves fairly predictably in long, thin tubes, such as pipes. Uh, so he started this <laughs> experiment. He placed the, the blade... In uh, the vise slid it along the floor. Interestingly the, v- interestingly, the vibration got bigger until the blade was level uh, with the desk about halfway through the room. Uh, after the desk, it reduced in amplitude, stopping altogether at the far end of the lap. So what we find out a little bit later on, there are two questions... Oh. oh, first of all, where could this frequency, whatever it is, could be coming from? And and secondly, what was he seeing? Okay. What was that about? So he's attributing now his physiological symptoms to the frequency that he was being hit with. Maybe. He's not a hundred percent sure. On and if that. it's a low enough frequency that human ears wouldn't be able to pick it up anyway. But that's but where there, but that's where we're headed. There have been instances of people being physically affected by frequencies that we could not hear. That's exactly where we're headed. So right. uh we do find um that there I'm skipping past a little bit, but we find that there was a Modification made to the mounting of an extractor fan. Uh, a what? A, a fan in, like, the ducts. In the ducts? <laughs> in the ducts, yeah. Aqua ducts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a fan was installed that operated at about 19 hertz. Okay. Uh, the range of human sound usually stops a little about 20 or so hertz. Brutal. So this was below the realm of what we can actually hear, um, but it's still creating sound waves. Right. So what that does, that is what was making the blade vibrate, first of all. Second of all, the human eye's resonant frequency is about 18 hertz. That's crazy. So he proposes that he thinks that the 18 and a half, 19 hertz or so produced by this fan was interfering with his eyes, especially at the periphery of his vision. Especially where the edges of his glasses were. Wow, that's really cool. So. That's really cool. There's spooky science for you. That's spooky science, all right. Good for VT. So that, is, that is all attributed to infrasound. Or sound that below is below the, yeah. the range of what we as humans can That's really, actually pick up. Really cool. So, um, infrasound, especially just under that that uh, audible range for humans, is sometimes related and attributed to some instances of, you know, quote-unquote hauntings or huh. uh apparition sightings, especially those kind of things where you kind of see something out of the corner of your eye and you turn it and it's not there. Right. Right. And it was just especially if nearby. you're operating at the resonant frequency of your eyes, that's going to make you see something. It's really going to mess you up. Really. And also you up. like people detected or noticed just a feeling of depression in the air. Yep. I don't know why it causes that, but that is a noted yeah. side effect basically as well. Wow. That's of crazy. And, for sound. and a lot of it's, it's, a lot of times, it's it's like fans in industrial mm-hmm. buildings or something mm-hmm. like that that produce infrasound because they want them to be quieter, right? Right. You don't want to have to hear all that kind of shit going on <laughs> through the <laughs> building, right? <laughs> That's a fan sound. Like. Y- exactly. They <laughs> sound like me eating chili. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sure do, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> okay. So that's Spooky Science number one. You want to hear our second story? This episode's really running the gamut. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here is Spooky Science number two. Okay. Okay. This is another sort of ghost story, I suppose. Nice. Uh, This comes from um, the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ophthalmology Come on Whatever <laughs> I don't fucking know Can I read it for you? Uh, what is it? Op- opth- ophthalmology Ophthalmology Optho- Ophthalmology Ophthalmology There we go Ophthalmology okay. What the fuck is Ophthalmology I don't fucking know O-P-T-H-A-L um, So this is from a, a journal And this is what we have This is a uh, story told by a Mrs. H Okay uh, and this is about her, uh, her and her family had just recently moved into a a, a new house, right? Mm. And they noticed some things going on. Mm. Okay? And an ophthalmologist deals with the eyes. There we go. Okay. okay. I didn't know that. Mr. H and I had not been in the house more than a couple days when we felt very depressed. The house was overwhelmingly quiet. The servants walked about on thickly carpeted sure. floors so quietly that I could not even hear them at their work Bro, what year is this this is 1921 okay one morning I heard footsteps in the room over my head I hurried up the stairs to my surprise the room was empty I passed into the next room and then into all the rooms on that floor and then to the floor above to find that I was the only person in that part of the house mm-hmm. Sometimes after I've gone to bed, the noises from the storeroom are tremendous, Mm. as if furniture was being piled against the door, as if china was being moved about, and occasionally, china the country. (laughs) (laughs) They're moving that whole damn country in the other room. God damn it! (laughs) These damn ghosts. Uh, And occasionally a long and fearful sigh or a wail. Sometimes I hate whales. Yeah, (laughs) you a big uh, blubber guy? I meant like screeching. I know, I know. (laughs) I feel as if, uh, yeah, sometimes as I walk along the hall, I feel as if someone was following me, going to touch me. You cannot understand it if you haven't experienced it, but it's real. (laughs) Hashtag had to be there. Hashtag had to be there. (laughs) As I was dressing for breakfast one morning, our son, who's four years old, came to my room and asked me why I'd called him. I told him I had not Uh, called him. Oh, this That I had not been in his room. With big and startled eyes, he said, who was it then that uh, called me? I hate Who this. made that pounding noise? Uh. I told him it was undoubtedly the wind rattling his window. No, he said, it was not that. <laughs> it was somebody that called me. Who was it? And so on he talked, insisting that he'd been called and for me to explain who it had been. If my four-year-old was, like, grabbing my shirt and saying, tell me, Mom, tell me who said my name, (laughs) I would simply give him away. Some nights, after I'd been been in bed for a while, I felt as if the bedclothes were jerked off me. Uh, And I've also (laughs) felt... We're in the spooky part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also felt as if I'd been struck on the shoulder. One night, I woke up and saw sitting on the foot of my bed a man and a woman. Oh. The woman was young, dark, and slight and wore a large picture hat. Okay. I was paralyzed and could not. Well, that's sleep paralysis, <laughs> right? Which is a totally different thing that we could talk about with, with yeah, science. Do right? I have a story for you after this? Okay. Um, so finally, uh, she writes to her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law comes to them um, to try and figure out what might be happening, as he has a thought. Her husband's brother co- uh, came to them in January and says that he thought perhaps they'd been poisoned. Right. Uh, he'd read a story about a family poisoned by gas who yes. had similar curious delusions. Okay. So, they get uh, a, a repairman out to the house carbon monoxide. to come check the furnace. the cur- The furnace is sending carbon myoxi- monoxide fumes into the house. There it is. Instead of up the chimney, mm-hmm. they've all got carbon monoxide poisoning. They're hallucinating. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. My uh. One so they fix the furnace. The ghost haunting stopped, they don't feel sick anymore. Everything is whole shit. Isn't that scary as fuck? Yeah. That carbon monoxide just cause people to hallucinate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's that's my second special. Well, I story. heard a story about a guy who was like finding all these random notes written around his house. He's like, Who the fuck is writing mm-hmm. these notes? Like he started like arm himself. Yeah. And turns out he was just leaving himself notes, but uh-huh. he was hallucinating. Isn't that that's insane? Yeah, carbon monoxide poisoning, man. That shit is no joke. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking for real. Sleep paralysis is a whole other thing. That's a whole other Dude, game. If I ever have sleep paralysis, I would simply kill myself. Yeah, what a terrifying well, you concept. You can't. You are little. No, not paralyzed. in the moment. I would look, like come to him and be like, oh. okay, I'll never sleep right again. Yeah, my brother's telling me he's had it before. He's like, yeah, so you see like demons and shit. Yeah. Like, are you okay with that, man? You can't fucking move. Yeah, you're literally it's par- it's paralysis. Right, it has to do with REM sleep because when you're in REM cycles, your body is paralyzed. You can't move. Oh shit! So you're uh, basically in a REM cycle, but f- for whatever reason, you're you, You've woken gained consciousness into your REM your REM oh, cycle. Oh my god! But where are the demons going from, man? Inside you, man. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Demons were inside the whole time. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I remember like. When I was a sophomore in high school. This girl I was dating d- was trying to describe to me sleep paralysis. She's like, "You ever uh-huh. had that? You know when you wake up and you can't move and you see demons at the foot oh. of your bed?" And I said, "No, <laughs> I don't know what that is." She goes, "Oh, I thought everybody had that. Mm. Is that just me?" Mm-hmm. I said, "You need to see someone immediately." That's yeah, sleep paralysis. Yeah, it turns out it's a real thing. There you go. Uh, All right, horrifying game. It's a quick game. I'm game. Quick game to end the end the the session here. All right, Andy. This game is called. Well, aren't you a tall drink of spooky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Andy, it's everybody's favorite adolescent game. Fuck Mary, kill oh, okay. spooky style. Easy. <laughs> okay. All right, Andy. Fuck Mary, kill. Great. Frankenstein, Dracula, mummy. Ooh. I don't want to have to fuck the mummy. You, okay. Unless it's your mommy, <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I'm absolutely marrying Dracula. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. Because he'll bite me and I'll live forever. Yeah, easy. Okay. Um, I'm worried about both Mummy and Frankenstein. Yeah, because they're both gonna fall apart a little bit. I guess, but you only have to fuck them. I'm gonna fuck Frankenstein. I think so. I think that's the right he'll, answer. You'll throw me through a wall. I thought <laughs> about fucking Dracula for a second. Oh, he's a sexy guy. He'd be a good fuck. Yeah, but he'd be a better husband. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll marry Dracula. Okay. Fuck, them, I'm killing the I mommy. Mean. All right, Andy. Fuck, marry, kill. Werewolf, grim r- grim reaper, zombie. Kill the zombie. Okay. Not messing with that. No. Okay. I want to marry the grim reaper. Uh-huh. And I'll fuck the werewolf. Re- werewolf's a good fuck. But yeah, especially if it's during the day. Then it's just like yeah. a normal dude. <laughs> um, or woman. Werewolves can be women, too. I love 2023. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Grim Reaper, again, playing the long game. Yeah. If I marry the Grim Reaper, you're going to be an eternal kind of Be an eternal yeah. being, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, fuck, marry, kill. Slenderman, the devil, and a skeleton. So you want me <laughs> to decide to kill the devil? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can. So then I have that, to. If that's <laughs> what you choose.
0: <laughs> I feel like, morally speaking, I have to kill the devil. <laughs> Which means I either have to marry He's the hot, skeleton though. or fuck the skeleton. Dude, the devil's hot though. Sexy devil. Who's the other one? Slenderman. Slenderman, <gasps> devil skeleton. I feel like the Slenderman would be helpful as a husband because he could go hot. to the store and back like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, I forgot milk. Here you go. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Uh, marry Slenderman, and I'll fuck the skeleton. Okay. All right. I don't know what that looks like. I guess I. <laughs> I would bone a skeleton. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, fuck, marry, fuck, marry, kill, headless horseman, alien, killer clown. Does it matter what hole for the headless horseman? Uh, any you want. Okay. Uh, sorry, any he wants. Okay. <laughs> so the headless horseman, what else? Alien, killer clown. Okay, kill the killer clown. Kill the killer cl- clown. Right. Um, fuck the headless horseman. Uh-huh, okay. And I, yeah, I marry an alien. You're going to marry an alien? Yeah, dude. Okay, all right. All that technology at my finger tips. Yep, okay. All right, last one. Yep. Fuck, marry, kill. Mm-hmm. Robot, the invisible man, witch. I'm mm. I might marry the witch. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we know she can cook something up, brew something <laughs> up. <laughs> That's true. You're eating good. Yeah, in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then it leaves the robot <laughs> and the invisible man. That's right. Is the invisible man a good person? Like, I is don't he know. Nice? I don't know. And I, I just looked up like, monsters. Should he be left alive? Can we live with this <laughs> invisible man? I <laughs> don't know. He doesn't seem like he's bothering w- And what kind of robot? Like a sex robot? No, 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 no. Uh, like a regular robot. What is that? Like a classic like cartoon robot. Like the Boston? Mm. Like Metal Clanky. Not Boston Dynamics. Okay. No. Tin Man. Tin Man robot, yeah. Okay, I'll kill that. I don't want that. feels like it would hurt. Well, that's your choice. Kill that's the your cross man. to bear. Me and the Invisible Man. Boning down. Yeah. Okay, there well, you let's go. Let's get it on. <laughs> 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 All right, Here. that was Fuck, Mary Kill, Spooky Edition. Sorry, that was... Well, you're a tall drinker, Spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that's uh, that's the game. Thanks, Nathan. Well, episode. I am... I have whiplash from this episode. Me fucking too. Um to all of our listeners out there, thanks for making it to such an important milestone for us. That's right. Uh, it's been 69 of the best moments of my <laughs> life. 69 so. of the sexiest moments That's right of my life. Well, this has certainly been a treat. Topical Breeze. Sure has. So. I'm Andy. No, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm man. not. I'm Nathan. Okay. Social media, Topical Breeze. Topical Breeze at Topical Breeze. TopicalBreezePod at gmail.com is our email. Yep. Hit it. And I've I hope you have a very spooky Halloween. Had. Had a very spooky Halloween. There you go. Happy November. Happy happy November. Right. I'm Andy. I'm Nathan. Yo ho ho. And a bottle of thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, ah, What? Ah. <laughs> ah ah. ah. <laughs>